Hi, I'm Marianne Talkovsky, and you're listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With over a decade of experience as a holistic health practitioner and face reader, I've read hundreds of faces and elevated how many people see themselves. Every person's facial features tell a story of who they are and who they came to be. And in this podcast, you will hear what people see and learn about themselves while looking in the mirror. You won't want to miss an episode, so be sure to subscribe. Catherine Andrews shares her snippet of a story where she talks about how she was verbally abused and a relationship with someone who claimed to be spiritual was a mentor to her. And it caused her to start doubting herself. It was very painful for her to find answers. And that took her on a path to write her second book, Soul Choices, Six Paths to Fulfilling Relationships, where all her work is centered around realizing relationships are the greatest avenue for self-awareness and spiritual growth. Listen to the end as she shares what she feels humanity needs the most. Okay, so I'm Marianne Talkovsky with Humanity Speaks, Human in the Mirror, and I'm here today with Catherine Andres. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Marianne. (laughs) I'm excited to chat with you today. I can't wait to hear more about your story. So thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited. I think the face reading is fascinating. So (laughs) I I love it. Yay. Okay, wonderful. So, you know, it's funny, I don't always get that. Sometimes people are like, Oh, I don't want you to look at my face. I don't want to know anything, you know, so I always love it when people are like interested, you know, Um, everyone loves to tell their story or loves to be heard and seen. So that's really what this is about. Um, and so, yeah, I often start with people looking in the mirror. So I know you have brought your mirror to the party. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on the 5X side because that would be uh, it's going to be the regular. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. So I'm going to invite you to take a look in the mirror and because listeners may not see your photo or they may not you know, what you look like. I'd love to hear how you would describe your features, what you see in the mirror. Wow. Uh, interesting. So I've always noticed my eyes being super close together. And so, but they're pretty blue eyes. I love the blue. Um, I noticed my left eye is like the eyelid seems to be kind of sinking a little bit. I don't know if that's old age or what, but that's something new for me. Um, uh, I like it better when I smile. Um, and uh, I notice there's like little wrinkles here by the, the the eyebrows. And they say that's from worrying, I heard, right? Like going like this. Maybe it's just my vision. Sometimes I don't see great close up anymore. So I'm squinting my eyes, but I notice those as well. Um, Just for reference, you're pointing to what are called the 11 lines. So those are the lines in between the brows. Uh-huh. Yes, I've definitely got those. <laughs> I try to cover <laughs> up with makeup. Um, and that's about all I see. Okay. All right. And is there a particular feature that you may have struggled with or have a challenge with in the past or even presently? Um, I think it's more, I always wished I had big eyes, wide set big eyes. Um, but they're, they're kind of small and close set, but like I said, I like the color. So it, it's, it's give and take. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Wonderful. And then is there a particular feature that you love? Um, I do like my nose. I think it's a nice nose. (laughs) What do you like about your nose? Um, You know, it reminds me of my mom. I love my mom. She's an amazing woman. And um, I have features of both my mom and my dad. I think I have a good combination, but I definitely have my mom's nose. So it reminds me of her and all her wonderful qualities, which I hope I got some of those. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny because I've had several guests on the show that that's the feature they don't like. So it's nice to hear someone else popping on here, sharing that they like their nose. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So thank you for sharing all of that. So, um, you know, something you said about the lines between your brows, I want to reflect um, just from a Chinese face reading standpoint, as mentioned in other episodes, Chinese face reading, it's um, an art and a science. It's a branch of Chinese medicine. And it was often used in the past as a tool for fortune telling, as well as for um, just understanding health. And brought to the West, it became a personal development tool from my mentor, who um, not only grew up watching her grandparents read faces at their coffee table, but then studied psychology. So she really softened the uh, practice because, you know, when you go to when you go to Asia and you hear about people doing face reading, a lot of times it can be a very critical thing. You know, um, readers can share, she's never going to get married because her nose is too big or, you know, he's never going to be rich because his eyes are too squinty or whatever. You know, there's always some kind of almost imprinting that can happen Mm -hmm. that can prevent someone from really living the full potential of their lives. So I like the fact that, you know, bringing it over to the Western world, my mentor has softened it to be more of like a coaching tool. And now um, hearing you say you're talking about these lines in between your brows. Um, a lot of women, as they get older, I mean, you'll even see it in dentist office now, <laughs> you know, like you're there to get a teeth cleaning and there's this advertisement about your, you know, 11 or your triple threes or, you know, the single line. And um, what I love about Chinese face reading is it teaches us that those wrinkles have a story or a message to tell us about how we're experiencing the world. And you mentioned something about it being worry. These are actually called concentration lines. So they can there's a spectrum or a range of emotions that can fall along this, um, like I said, spectrum, and it could represent concentration and to a heightened degree can represent frustration or impatience. I find a lot of women, because I work also as an esthetician, not just an acupuncturist, will have these lines if they wear glasses. I've seen them even in myself when I've worn my glasses and I'm trying to keep, you know, the bridge up on my nose, or if I've been on the computer for an extended period of time and I'm trying to read, um, even reading, you know, as you get older, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm getting this 40 year old eyes myself. So it's like, I, I don't know your age, but 
um, for me, I realized like I'm squinting more because I'm trying to, you know, my vision is changing. So these lines can represent our push or our drive to over-focus. And I don't know if that's something that's showing up in your life more, or if it's always been there, but um, I just wanted to reflect that to you. That's so interesting because first you said concentration, which, uh, you know, I'm a writer as well as, you know, coach and uh, astrologer. And so when I get to writing something, I get super concentrated, super focused the second thing you said was sometimes it's, uh, did you say worry? Frustration or impatience? Frustration. So I can totally relate to that attitude because if things aren't flowing or going the way I want, the first response is frustration, right? Why isn't this working out? <laughs> and the third thing that you just said, which was um, over-focus sometimes, right? Um, I can definitely do that, right? I have five planets in Virgo. So anybody who knows astrology knows Virgo can get like super, super focused. Um, and I love the work that I do with life purpose. And so when I'm getting into working with, you know, somebody on their purpose or working on a book, I think I can get too over-focused and it's like, whoa, I just need to take a break and stand back. Um, so all three of those things you said totally relate. I love, well, and so here's another thing I want to tell you about your eyes. So you had mentioned, you love the color of your eyes, the shape it's, um, there, you said close set and small. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I want to tell you about that. So small eyes are a sign of being someone who is very good at calculating things it doesn't necessarily mean mathematics or numbers. It really could just be measuring or just planning, strategizing, you know, having this understanding analytically that many people may not have. And it's part of the way that you navigate through the world. You said you're an astrologer. So it sounds like having an understanding of the way even the planets can align. Yes. I'm taking notes because this is fascinating. <laughs> so yeah. what I love about Chinese face reading is like some of the things that we feel like we don't um, love so much or, you know, may not be our best features or actually our strengths. You know, um, it's just a matter of how we look at them. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then you mentioned your left eye is somewhat drooping. Yes. And that's, you know, been over the past five years or so. I noticed that happening. Okay. So the face, if you um, divide it in half on the right side, that's the public side. That's a lot of times when we make expressions because we are not fully symmetrical. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what we express to the public will show on the right side and what we feel privately is what is represented on the left side. So whenever um, I see like um, a drooping, especially in the eyelid area, this can represent when we have a tendency to be extra hard on ourselves and you do this in a private way, a, a tendency to be maybe overly critical even at times. And, you know, it may be a pattern that was something that happened in the past that's starting to now show up, or it might be something that you've always adopted and it's starting to really reflect on the face. But, you know, I often see it even in people that might have autoimmune issues. Um, so that's just something to know in terms of like, you know, if you have a tendency to be extra hard on yourself, 
it's a reminder, a gentle reminder to, you know, maybe look at things a different way from that angle too. Another amazingly accurate observation. This is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always been, this has been something I've always, uh, since I remember as a kid, uh, being hard on myself, you know, setting the standards super high. And if I didn't uh, meet them, you know, be critical of myself. And so that's a lifelong lesson for me to be easier on myself, not drive myself so hard. So I guess it's finally showing up. <laughs> Amazing. But you know, what I want to also say to you too, Catherine is, Overall, because let me just slow down here and and mention in Chinese medicine, there's five elements and those elements represent a season and they correspond to a whole system, you know, emotions and physical organs and color and sound and sight and smell and all these things can connect with a specific element. When you are expressing yourself Um, And we have a spectrum of the elements as well. I see a lot of fire. I see fire and I see wood. The fire energy is, I mean, you've laughed a couple of times. I can see you have this way of connecting with people that is fun. So despite having that critical background, you know, something you've connected to as a child, I also see like you are a light, you know, um, and I love that you're pursuing this, sharing your work in the world of astrology. Um, I'm, I'm looking at you have a school, is it a school intuitive school.com? Yes. Okay. And so I, I definitely want to hear more about that. So, um, please share more. Yeah. So my husband and I, uh, we met at a school, metaphysical school where we were studying, you know, the universal laws, basic metaphysical principles. And so um, we liked the the information. We didn't like how it was presented so much. So we said, hey, we're going to do our own school. That was our dream. And so back in, I think it was 2002, we formed our school. And back in those days, you know, it was in person, right? So um, we, we taught most of our classes in person. We lived in Chicago at the time. And so we taught everything from meditation, visualization, uh, past lives, Um, I focused a lot on life purpose, which um, includes like the astrology, the numerology, the palmistry, family birth order, iris analysis, everything but face reading. Okay. (laughs) And um, so that's really our passion. And so we continue to teach. Uh, We also offer readings. We studied the Edgar Cayce style of reading. So we're able to tap into a person's health aura and do a health reading. Um, We can tap into somebody's past lives and uh, relate a significant past life that relates to the present, um, as well as we do business readings for people. So that's kind of the more practical use of the readings where we, somebody who has their own business and is looking for scaling up, um, we can delve in and, and give them some great information from a subconscious level. Um, and uh, we also do private coaching in addition to the classes and the readings. Oh, wow. This is amazing. So you are really tuned in to metaphysics. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, that's pretty much where I always come from. I always try to look at everything I see in the world and in people from the deeper metaphysical perspective. Otherwise, you know, when we look at the world from physical eyes, you know, it gets all distorted and it looks like everything's off balance and a crazy place. Um, we also do dream interpretation. The same thing. If you look at dreams from a literal perspective, you know, you'll think, my gosh, I'm going schizophrenic with these dreams. But when you look at them from a deeper symbolic level, you see what's really going on. So that is my my focus in life is to get to the truth of what's really going on in the world and with us. From And the only way you can do that, in my opinion, is when you go deep to that metaphysical uh, perspective. Wow. Okay. So there might be some people that are listening to this and not understand what that means. Can you break it down to like someone who's never heard of metaphysics before? Sure. So metaphysics um, comes from, basically means meta is beyond and physics is the physical. So it's everything beyond the physical. So it's really the study of the mind, uh, thought. In other words, thought is cause. So one way we could use this, here's a simple example. If, if we look at the world today, uh, what do we see? Well, we see poverty, we see inequality, we see the rich, the poor, uh, we see some countries that have everything, you know, natural resources. We see other countries, you know, that are desert that can't even grow food. So it seems like it's an unfair place to be. Now, when we look at it from the metaphysical perspective, we understand that the earth is a melting pot and it's a schoolroom. And so there's many different situations presented that we can learn from. And so wherever somebody is, um, that situation was is there for their learning. So maybe somebody needs to learn something from living in a country that's desert and it's hard to grow food, right? Maybe somebody else is living in a different country with abundant wealth and it's because of all their past deeds and what they need to learn in this lifetime. So from a metaphysical perspective, everything is in perfect balance and everybody is in different situations because they need to work out different lessons, right? So that's one way of looking at the world from a different perspective. And then we see, oh, well, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be because everybody has to learn different lessons. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love this. And I love how you broke it down. And I, you had shared when um, you had reached out to me about being a guest on the show about your own personal journey with a lesson um, I'm guessing before getting married, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the relationship, um, you would, you would share something about being in a verbally abusive relationship. Would, will you be open to sharing more about that? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, I had this relationship where I was studying metaphysics at this school and this particular person had been studying many more years, uh, than I had. So immediately I kind of put him on a pedestal and he came across, in my eyes, oh, somebody who was wise, who had a lot of knowledge. So I kind of felt inferior. So right there, I set myself up for this power imbalance. And so what happened was uh, he would project onto me all his negative qualities and would say that they were part of me. And I was naive at the time. Again, I saw him as this you know, great spiritual teacher And so I believed everything he told me because I was insecure with myself to begin with. So if he told me I had a certain problem with something, I would believe it, even though it seemed a little bit off to me because I had never experienced these things he was telling me before. 
Um, and, uh, you know, eventually it got where everything I did, there was, there was something wrong with what I was doing. He would criticize it, but from the standpoint of, I I needed to learn this about myself. And if I didn't, you know, I was going to continue to have problems in my life. And, you know, I, because there was still a little part of me that listened to the inner self, I realized, you know, with there's something that's not right here, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. I was also in a, a situation in my life where I was isolated. I had gone to study at this college away from family, away from friends. So I was in a very vulnerable position. I couldn't go to my trusted support people and say, hey, you know, this guy's telling me these things about myself. What do you think? You know, is he off base? Because it's not sounding quite right to me. But, you know, I mean, he's got so many years of study and, you know, maybe he is right. And um, so eventually when I um, removed myself from that school situation and um, really started asking other people about, you know, what was happening and got their feedback and I really tuned into myself, I realized that he was projecting his stuff onto me. And so it was a huge wake up call about relationships because I had never experienced anything like this before. And so I realized one of the greatest lessons in life that it taught me is we need to know ourselves. We need to trust our inner self. Otherwise, we're going to get bombarded by all these people out here who are going to tell us stuff about ourselves that may or may not be true. They're going to have an agenda for us, right? And they're going to mold us to who they want us to be. And they're going to mold us into thinking who we are when it's probably not true. And so it was a long process of undoing these things that he had told me about myself and realizing that a lot of the things he told me were some misbeliefs that I had in myself already, and they were being triggered. And it was good because they came up to the surface and I could see them and see that they weren't true and release them. So it was incredibly healing. And so even though, of course, I resented him in the beginning today, I'm like, wow, He was like one of my greatest teachers, and I am so grateful for that situation uh, because it really prepared me for my next relationship, which turned out to be the person that I married, um, and I learned a ton about myself. So, um, you know, learning isn't always fun. It's not always easy, but if you stick with it and you get to the other side, it's way worth it no matter what you have to go through. Catherine, this is exactly like the message that has been like totally... I'm I'm really like, I, I can't even find the words right now. Like this is the message that keeps coming up this week, especially for me when it comes to being in touch with your own identity. There are times that we're going to have an, even an authority figure authority. I say this in air quotes, uh, imprint their own beliefs upon us. And because of a belief that was existing in us, we can be triggered to actually take on and carry that belief. And so I love that you're doing this work to evolve, to explore, to reflect, to understand this is, this is part of, okay. So another thing I want to mention is oftentimes when I see people that are fire, fire is such a beautiful element because it's fun and it's very engaging and it's, you know, um, fire wants to connect. It's a, a movement that dances outward. That's what the flames do. And when it's out of balance, it can be very attuned to psychic energies, but there's no grounding to it. And what I see in your face with the wood, those lines that you had mentioned, the focus lines, there's an angularness to your face, especially your strong jawline. And then this powerful nose, 
this tells me, this shows me how you have a gift in terms of grounding your fire to bring those ways of thinking, those ethereal ways of thinking into existence for people to relate to, which I think is a beautiful thing for you and your role to be able to, you're, you're, I don't know if you call them clients or students or um, people that work with you, they are very blessed to have a teacher like you. I just want to say that I don't even know your work, but I can tell just from looking at your face um, and hearing you share your story that these two elements are really working in your favor and you are you are in a place of balance with them. Now, that can change any moment. I mean, every moment we are doing a balancing act, right? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you've done your work to continue. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so interesting because even though I'm into all this ethereal stuff, I mean, past lives, you know, astrology, I'm also incredibly practical. And so there's nothing that drives me more crazy than, you know, somebody talking airy fairy with no practical application to it. So my goal is always to take all these concepts that people say, oh, you know, I don't believe in that and show them it's practical tools that there's an application and it can work for you in a practical way. So um, that's kind of cool. You picked that up on my face because that's part of my goal is, and, and for me, it's like, unless it has a practical use, like I'm, I'm not really interested. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and how wonderful to have an experience where it was painful and you can now look at, that was my, one of my greatest teachers and pivot from that to actually with your current partner, create something of purpose for others to benefit from. So I love this. I love this. So I would love to hear from you based on all that you've shared. What, what would you say humanity needs the most? I think it's uh, each person needs a clear understanding of what, what is their purpose this lifetime? If everybody really was on purpose and doing what they came here to do, the world would be a different place. Uh, you know, there would be no confusion, frustration, all this craziness. I mean, you know, uh, when we're wandering, wandering around, confused about what we're supposed to do, we're unhappy. And we get into mischief, right? We, when we're doing a job that doesn't align with our talents, you know, that just drains us. We're not happy. Um, and when, when people, when people get in touch with their purpose, you know, studies have shown they're those are the octogenarians, the people that live to their nineties, to their own hundred. They're, they're the happy people. They they want to be here, and they add something to the world. You know, I I think our purpose is twofold. One is to bring our gifts and talents out and offer them to the world. And the second one is to learn our lessons or experience those things that we're not clear about. So when, if everybody's doing that, like everything is in balance and harmony. So, so that's what I think is, is what would make the world better. I love it. I love it. I often at this point have people revisit looking in the mirror and I'd love to hear from you after sharing what you have. And, you know, us touching on a couple of the things from Chinese face reading, like is there anything different that you see in, in your reflection? Oh, cool. All right. So well, it's interesting. So now when I look at my eyes, I'm noticing, you know, what, what do they call them? Crow's feet, the, the little lines, but I didn't think of it in a negative way. I thought, Oh, those are kind of like years of 
showing wisdom that, that I've garnered over the years. So I'll look at it in a more positive way. Um, so those are called joy lines in Chinese face reading. Oh, really? Yes. So when a smile extends, a true smile extends throughout your entire face, it does reflect even in the eyes. And so, and joy is one of the emotions connected to, to the fire element. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's how interesting I picked up on that. Um, <laughs> and I guess now I'm, I'm kind of drawn to the mouth and like, um, you know, I never, I, I like the shape of my lips. Um, I don't know if that has to do with something about, I, I like how I communicate, but um, yeah, that's the other thing I've noticed. You didn't really focus on before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't really focused on that, but it is something else about my face um, that I do like. Beautiful. And then anything that you see in your reflection, like when you actually take a look at yourself, anything you want to share? You know, what, what comes to me is that we are so much more than our body this is the, you know, the casing that we wear around and it definitely, it does reflect, you know, thoughts and attitudes that have built up. I think we've, we've created who we are. So even though it's not us, it is a reflection of who we were in the past and, and who we are in the present coming through. Yes. Yes. There's that metaphysical answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I so enjoyed uh, having you on today and thank you so much for sharing. And how can people find you and learn more about your work? Great. So uh, they can visit our website, intuitiveschool.com. Um, they can also visit me at masteryourlifepurpose.com. And our email is info at intuitiveschool.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Catherine. I so enjoyed having you on today and please keep sharing your light. Thanks, Marianne. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With the rise of social media engagement and video conference calls, many people are feeling more self-conscious about seeing themselves face on. I believe that if you love yourself when you see yourself, you elevate humanity, which is why I've created programs to help people love who they see in the mirror. I want to show you how to look at yourself with love, compassion, and acceptance so you can share your strengths, presence, and talents with pride. The best part is we can work together one-on-one -on -one, in a group program or even in person. Simply visit MarianneTelkovsky.com or follow me on Instagram at MarianneTelkovsky and we can get started right now on your path to radical self-acceptance, healthy aging, and building your radiant energy. Until next time, signing off, this is Marianne Talkovsky with Humanity Speaks.